The sudden acquisition of power does not go to the head, but to the groin. In some it promotes lust, in others supplants it. Those on whom its effect is purely cerebral may indeed be counted as fortunate. Simon Hart was not a vain man, but he flattered himself that he had a talent for publicity. It was for this he knew that he had been appointed over the heads of so many distinguished rivals. Lank-haired, bespectacled, and with the choleric complexion of a slice of gammon, he was not on first appearances a likely maestro at presenting the silver lining to every cloud. Yet so he had proved, and would prove again. Sitting at the breakfast table on the first day of the autumn term, he opened a package from an Exeter printing firm with pleasurable anticipation. Dearest, we've got it. His wife Poppy paused in her attempt to push a spoonful of goo into the mouth of one of their twin daughters. Got what? Ugh, said the little girl, spattering her parents with glistening green slime. It? Hart dabbed absently at his next check shirt. Aids, the Reader's Digest lucky dip, a recantation of my mother's will. Hart said proudly, the proofs of our new corporate literature. Ah, that. We have to market ourselves as never before, target our niche, position our strategic response to the environmental threat and opportunity profile. This is our shop window, a vital tool in the life cycle of our product, a new image for the new age. Remember, we have gone from baby boom to baby bust. We are, said Hart, in a recession which is hitting even the chattering classes. Yeah, said the other twin, Lily, or possibly Daisy. He still found it hard to tell the difference. Oh, the school brochures. I must say, dearest, it's a great improvement on the old literature. Do look. Poppy said, You appear to have changed it from an upper-class borstal to Club 18 to 30. Don't be facetious, dearest. Listen. A few words from the headmaster. The Knott's Head tradition has always been to be free of tradition. The individual should mould the school, not the school, the individual. Did you really write that? asked Poppy with feigned admiration. Hart held up a finger for silence. Central to our approach is the belief that every male and female is capable of excellence in some sphere. We are confident that the unique atmosphere of the school ensures that each pupil discovers and develops his or her own individuality. I've noticed... Poppy interrupted, unable to bear his droning voice for long, that whenever institutions claim to be confident of anything, it means the precise opposite. Hart gave her a tolerant smile. Twenty years in education have taught me that prospective parents read a school prospectus as though it were a holiday brochure, not a court summons. The atmosphere of the school is immediately apparent. By encouraging the process of self-education, self-discipline and self-motivation, 
you can never go wrong emphasising the self. Individuals and relationships flourish. Flourish? Surely that sounds a little... rampant, said Poppy. Well, perhaps I could substitute grow. <laughs> Thank you, dearest, for that suggestion. Hart made a small pencil mark in the margin. The happiest days of their lives. In this, they are encouraged by the informal rapport between staff and pupil. Staff are addressed by their first names. Uniforms are not worn. Males and females sleep in the main house and the dower house. Hart made another mark. Males sleep in the main house and females in the dower house, but every effort is made to break down the artificial distinction between the sexes as it is between different academic years or blocks.